This episode of Stuck in a Lift is sponsored by VM Elevators Limited, a premium and independent lift and escalator services provider. Welcome back to Stuck in a Lift Season 2, Episode 2. I am your host, Alice Black, and today we are learning all about the importance of lift cleaning. I mean, have you ever walked into a lift and thought, hmm, I do wonder who cleans this? I mean, I definitely haven't, so I thought it'd be best to get the pros in for a chat. So please welcome Jodie Price and David Woodhouse from Supreme Clean. Doors closing. Welcome to the 13th floor. Stuck in a lift HQ. Amazing guys, thank you so much for joining us on Stuck in a Lift today. It's super exciting to have you both. Um, you're my first duo on the show. So welcome, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Nice to finally meet you. Put a face behind the voice. <laughs> it's great to meet you too. Um, um, your company intrigues me so much. I find it really interesting. Um, but before we go into some juicy stories and a bit more detail about what you guys do i just want to take it all the way back to all the way back to school days and education um just starting with you jody there what did you want to do when you left school something completely different i wanted to do dancing i always danced from when i was very young i started when i was three four and always wanted to dance and that was what i was going to do like nothing else was going to compete with it and then i ended up within the lift industry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a very different career change um although i must say yeah. that i've been speaking to a lot of people and a lot of people have dance backgrounds yeah i think it just it started as a hobby and then i kind of started doing private exams in it i did loads of qualifications i danced in paris i did a lot of different things and i was like this is what i want to be doing but it just it wasn't reality <laughs> So you ended up with lifts. Um, so did you take further studies after school or what did you do? Uh, no, so I went, sh- my family owned a lift company, which is where my dad works and well, works and still works. Yep. Uh, my granddad obviously helped uh, build it up when it first becomes something. So I went in as just a little junior, you know, helping out, helping my family out. And I just kind of got stuck in there and that was it. Like all my family was there and that's where it started. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Love that. David, just going over to you, have you always loved lifts? Did you want to go into lifts when you left school? I'm very new to the lift industry, to be honest with you. Okay. And, um, when, I, when I left college, I went straight into a retail environment. Right. So I've always had a lot of experience dealing with customers. And then when I met my wife now, um, I fancied a career change from doing retail because obviously we've got kids together now. It'd be nice to see them a bit more of the weekends. So um, I went into uh, industrial cleaning, cleaning extract systems and ducting systems and kitchens. And then um, I had a phone call from a friend about six months ago uh, saying that there was a vacancy here at Supreme Clean. And um, would I like to jump on board? And yeah, so I'm I'm very new to lift industry. After a couple of months of work, and I did my my EOR, so I'm fully qualified now. So yeah, um, the sky's the limit now. This is what I want to stay in. 
you know you can't get out everyone that enters the lift industry just stays forever <laughs> okay I'm, I'm i'm shackled now you're stuck i'm afraid <laughs> if we can just go back to college so you left college what did you do at college uh, myself i did um i did public services because I didn't really know what else to do. I didn't do very good. I didn't do very good at school, to be honest. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, sugarcoat it. So I went and did public services, and then nothing really interested me like going forward with that. So that's why I just went and went straight into retail after that. What was your first job? Uh, McDonald's. Amazing. I, I need to know some horror stories about McDonald's. I spoke to someone the other day and they wouldn't share any. So I need I need some. <laughs> you'll you'll be very surprised. They're an amazing company to work for, to be honest. They're, they're, like if you wanted to do anything in there, that they'll literally just push you to the moon. So oh, wow. and there's not not many not many horror stories to be honest, except for when one of my friends set off the Ansel system and completely cut the gas out for about seven hours. That oh, was no. uh that was that was a fun one. All of those McDonald's addicts, they didn't get any chips, did they? <laughs> <laughs> what was the hygiene like? I mean, everyone says McDonald's isn't real food, but is is it real food? Is it not? Well, I couldn't discuss what was in. Well, I, I don't know what was in the food, but yeah, it was a very, it was a very clean environment. To be honest, they always made us. Well, I'll become a manager there after a bit, so we always made sure everything was clean. And yeah, it's it's a good environment to be honest. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good environment. See, I can't discuss it now, like because ever since they took on. Just eat and Uber Eats. I bet it's a different kettle of fish, but this was 10 years ago, so. It's good to know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you, still don't, you still don't sound very confident. <laughs> I mean, if I need a McDonald's from time to time, I will still eat it, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just got you, you got to keep going back. People do, though. People do. That's why it's so successful. Mm -hmm. Jody, just going mm -hmm. over to you there. So you mentioned that your most of your family are in the lift industry. Tell me a little bit more about that. So you joined them when you left school. What kind of things were you doing? Just to be honest, to start with only like 15, 16. So to start with, it's literally like shredding paper, mm -hmm. cut like offering people drinks, like just literally the bare minimum, the basics, like but my family are always a big believer if you've got to start from the bottom and you can't expect anybody to do something that you wouldn't do. And that's kind of how it's been built into me. And eventually I just built my way up and started doing like tendering and PQQs. And then I left my family business to go to a competitor. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and then did like an apprentice and stuff there yeah but they offered me more training so I was like I've, you've taught me that I've got to go and get what I've got to get and that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to do I'm going to get more qualifications and that's what I did so what were those qualifications so coming out <laughs> um so I did when I worked at the first company for my family I did a bit just business admin and then the second company offered me um, a supervisor and management training in business and admin, um, which obviously is a higher higher course. And they offered me a diploma in it. 
So I was like, I can't say no. So off I went. <laughs> were these kind of just in-house learning whilst you were doing the job? Or was it an apprenticeship or what no, was the No, I went to college. Oh, I went to, yeah, I went to Halzo in college. I used to do it like once a week at Halzo in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it was in, in the job and then one day off doing actual college work. Right, okay. And how did how did you find that? Did you feel that it benefited what you was currently doing at the time? Uh, not really, no, because they didn't want to give me within that company, they didn't want to really give me that role. It was kind of they had to, it sounds awful, tick a box to have an apprentice. Right. That's what they needed at that time. And I just filled it. So, but I didn't mind that because I was benefiting from, I was getting paid, I was learning and I was going to walk away for qualification. So I was quite happy to do so. Yeah, I was going to say that personally, I guess you you felt like you achieved something. Yeah. What company, so your dad, your granddad worked for the company that you own now, that you direct now? No, they they still now work for, uh, my dad worked for obviously a different company, the same company my dad started there when he was 23, 24, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and he's still there now. Um, what and then obviously is that? we are, uh, it's and Engineering Services. Right, okay. So that's where my dad still is now. Um and is he'll stay there now, he'll happily retire there and it's 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 where he's kind of through with it all, so he's happy there. See David, you get stuck. They <laughs> 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 do. do. <laughs> David, just over to you. So you're new to the lift industry. Um, you've only recently joined. How are you finding it? Yeah, great. Without like, we do see some sites. It's um, it's one of those we every day is different. And the past five years, I've done a lot of travelling with my work anyway, so I'm kind of used to being on the road, to be honest. But it's um, it's interesting, to be honest. And it's nice just to be in a new background after being stuck somewhere for four years doing the same thing. And you 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 learn a hell of a lot because there's so many different types of lifts, so many different types to <laughs> how to restart them, how to get on them. It's just a different kettle of fish where you, you learn a lot. And um, yeah, it's interesting to be honest. That's why that's why I decided to join. Yeah, I mean, there's a hell of a lot of lifts. Where do you see your career going staying in the lift industry have you got a route that you want to go down at the moment or are you just kind of happy settled of like where you are right now well yeah like at supreme clean we're we're we are we are a small company we've mm-hmm. only got there's three of us on the road at the moment and then obviously jody is um currently sorting all our jobs out and getting all our employers sorted um but we we started with four of us. We unfortunately lost a couple of people. Um, so we went back to the beginning, basically. And we're building up now, doing work for so many lift companies. See, where I, when I started six months ago, we were doing work for like two or three lift companies. Yeah. And now we can proudly say that we've got 10 to 20 companies now on our list. And we've, we're, we're being approved to be subcontractors for more companies as well. So we're just growing it every day. Like bef- before Christmas, we were absolutely chocker, weren't we, mate? Yeah. And just getting ourselves ready for Christmas. And I know it's um it's a it's a stigma where a lot of companies are quiet. 
after Christmas because everyone's like trying to get the work the way back into it. Mm-hmm. But we've just hit the yeah. ball on the head, haven't we, from January yeah. and we've just we've just been rammed since. So it, it is getting there and we would we just want to grow it now and get more people under our wing and yeah. That's our ambition. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy at Supreme Clean. I can't see my I'm I'm pretty useless when it comes to learning new stuff usually. So I, I don't see my myself going down like an engineer side or I'm a, I'm a big lad, so it def, it's definitely not going to be construction. <laughs> I don't so, envy those at all. <laughs> so guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but no one else does what you guys do, right? I think um, so. Like I think service engineers, when they go to do a service on a lift, they will do a basic clean down. So if there's rubbish in a pit, they'll get rid of it or mm-hmm. anything on the car top and such. But I don't think there's anyone else that does full deep clean downs of lifts like we do. They only get so many and allotted time to do their route servicing and things like that. Whereas we can spend a whole day committed to removing whatever it is needs removing or even longer sometimes as well isn't it yes sometimes it can be two three days time whereas a normal maintenance engineer might get 45 minutes to an hour slot because obviously he's got a big route to do so we can offer that full time we don't need any engineers standby because our guys are are, are fully trained Mm -hmm. i'm just going back to i've been in a few lifts and i've seen a lot of lift pits myself and i was in a restaurant and we took the lift up and we saw the lift pit and I've never seen so many knives and forks in the bottom of the lift pit. And basically they put them in a washing up bowl, washed them up and then put them back out on the table. Yeah. Any time we find cutlery in, in lift pits, we just, it's going straight in the disposal. A hundred percent. Cause no, nothing. Yeah. Cause if you've never been there before, how do you know how long it's been down there for? You know what I mean? I don't even want to know. And like I said, we've we've seen some sites. We'll get onto that shortly. Yeah. <laughs> so over to you, Jody. There, just wanted to know you've touched base on your first experience with an apprenticeship within training. Can you go into a bit more detail on the application was for it? What qualification you got at the end of it, and kind of what? studying was you doing when you went to the college um, yeah so to be honest i kind of i come across it on facebook um the company it was Stana, they were hiring and they wanted an apprentice come across it so did I you, sorry did you just say Stana? they originally wanted yeah why is everyone connected to Stana? i feel like i need that on a t-shirt <laughs> everyone is connected to Stana. Yeah. anyway sorry i didn't mean to interrupt carry on <laughs> so Originally, they were they were looking for a business, just a business admin uh, MVQ. But I applied and said, I've already got that, but I'm willing to do something else. If you would be willing to have me, obviously, explain my lift background. Mm-hmm. Didn't really think I'd hear much of them. And they called me within like two days and was like, we could offer you an alternative. Um, so they offered me the business and admin for supervisor and team leading. Uh, and management where I'd get a um, diploma alongside it I had to do I hadn't passed my maths at school I was terrible at maths hated it and to get this qualification I had to pass my maths course and I was like oh no 
So literally, I just had to put my head straight into it, get through my maths, and I just learned. They did a lot of loading base at Stano. I used to do all the loading base side of stuff. Um, took on some contracts, had to do a couple of like team meetings to obviously prove that leadership side of me just to tick off my qualification box. Um, and it was just kind of just what I did everyday work, just showing examples of what I did, like with managing people towards customers, dealing with any obviously difficulties that we don't like how to overcome them and things like that. So what qualification did you get at the end of it? I got a level three business and admin team leading and management. God, that's a job title, that one. What <laughs> personal skills do you think that that gave you looking back at doing it and to now? What, what did you take from that personally? It gave me a lot, it gave me a lot of confidence. I used to be quite shy and quite timid with stuff like that and speaking out in front of people. And it gave me a lot, like, to just be able to just go, do you know what, I can do it. I can, I can, like, especially when I passed my math. But when I was doing the course, um, I was heavily pregnant with my first child. So I had, like, a time frame where I had to pass it before I was ready to give birth, basically. <laughs> and literally, I managed to just get through it, bomb through it, just, it was done. Like, and I thought, thank God, like, it's done. Wow. <laughs> then I went Nothing like a bit of pressure. <laughs> yeah but it got me through it I think I needed that it gave me that push that I've got to do this let's go I think you do need that otherwise you could go five years and you've still not completed it right because you haven't got that kick up the butt to go right we've got to get it done yeah well we've I've seen people in that situation where because they haven't been pushed they've quite happily like just kept going with it and they've never actually got anything from it and it it's only for yourselves in the long run and you know that's what you want you want to you want to do well yeah you do end up losing that drive and that passion of actually what you're doing it for over to you david there what was your first experience with apprenticeships i did do an apprenticeship when i was um a bit younger to work in in the catering industry okay um it was it ran for about a year but circumstances had well i I didn't really like the reason I did it was because my mum has always cooked. Okay. So I just thought I'd try and follow the footsteps of the family a little bit, but it, it didn't really appeal to me, to be honest. So I went back to uh, flipping burgers for a living. What was the. Than cooking in a, <laughs> like a pub kitchen. Oh, uh, okay. What was the apprenticeship called? What was the, what was the qualification that you was looking to get at the end of it? It was that long ago, I honestly couldn't remember, but it did include like food safety and stuff like that. So I, I, I had people like come in and come and examine me to do stuff, but I can't remember what the qualification was. It, it literally was like 10 years ago. We, we love lifts now, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Jodie, do you think apprenticeships are worth doing have you got any successful apprenticeship stories that you could share with us yes i think they're definitely worth doing i've seen the other side where people do go to college and then go to university i'm not against it but they struggle when they come out of it to to have any experience like it's all well and good having what it says on the paper mm -hmm. but actually put in a situation where you're put under pressure and you're dealing with people i think is completely different so i definitely think apprenticeships are the way forward i think you earn your money you get your experience and you can just build and it kind of gives you a path on where you want to be and where you want to go because 
it gives you a guideline of actually I quite enjoy doing that and you can, can then pick a certain path to go down. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. VM Elevators is a premium and independent lift and escalator services provider covering callouts, routine maintenance, modernization, design and installation across all business sectors. Their friendly and reliable engineers are always ready to help and are located throughout London and the home counties. So whether you are looking to upgrade your existing lift or escalator, seeking innovative solutions for a new construction project, or requiring a reliable maintenance services provider, choose VM Elevators to be your trusted partner. Elevate your business and call VM Elevators for free today on 0800 448 8615 or submit a free quotation request form and find out more via www.vmelevators.com. VM Elevators, where vertical mobility meets unparalleled excellence. Follow on social at VM Elevators, hashtag WeAreVMElevators. I totally agree. I think you're either you're a studier or you're a hands-on and I think that's the two different yeah. kind of people that you're dealing yeah. with so yeah it either works or it doesn't have you got any successful stories um that you've seen that you could share with us it sounds big headed but my own like, you no know, that's fine that's fine I've started from you know like I say shredding paper and making drinks to then doing it I kind of did the business and admin, obviously, alongside my families, which helped me. And then I pushed myself to step outside my box and go, actually, I'm going to leave you guys now. Thank you. I'm grateful, but I'm going to go and do my own thing. And obviously now I'm now, you know, the director of this company and it's crashed. You know, we end up having a big fleet and a big group of people and, you know, we Woody along my side, like like by my side. Hopefully we're going to go down like a bit of a surveyor route with Woody. That's the, the ambition where he will no longer need to go and actually do the clean and do the things. We'll hire other people to do that and just build like a little a little empire, really. So how tell tell me how it all began. How did the idea even appear? Obviously, I worked for a different lift company doing social media. Okay. But then this, so Supreme Clean was a domestic business ultimately when it started. It did carpet cleaning, it did kitchens, it did that kind of stuff, house cleaning, end of tenancies. And the guy who originally owned it wanted to, during COVID, obviously you couldn't go into people's houses, you couldn't do things like that. So we opened up the idea of how about we go and clean lifts because our engineers get in a lot of different pits and a lot of different things and they're filthy. And it's it's a business where there's a massive gap in the market and it's needed. Um, so that's what they started doing, obviously clicked onto the fact that it was doing really well. And the guy who owned it eventually said he went on to a different side of things and kind of left this side. So my partner um, owned half of this company and then he kind of promote, like kind of said to me, would you be interested in doing it? Do you, do you want to do it? Like you've got the experience, you've got the background. Um, would you do obviously because I work from home with two children. He was like, you can still work from home. It fits your hours. Would you be willing to do it? And I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Like, like let's, let's start it and we kind of then had a lot of guidance from them but now we don't we don't require them we just do our own thing don't we we literally just run it ourselves and it's we, become a little a little it's ours because we we sort of started at the same time 
Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I love that. When you go home over dinner, do you talk about like dirty things you've seen in lifts or do you actually have like non-lift conversations? <laughs> I'll leave the dirt at work. Yeah, <laughs> try to leave it up there, yeah. Jodie, what's the worst apprenticeship experience that you've seen, uh, if you've got one? I've seen a, I've seen a lot of people who are, obviously, because we went to, like, house and college and we was all kind of having to get maths or a certain degree. We was all in different industries. So I had, like, a barber with me and different things. And I've seen a lot of people drop out and kind of let themselves down for things and I think that's the saddest part of it more than anything why do you think they quit halfway through I've seen where they've had I was very fortunate like Stanner always gave me that day to do my coursework do my college work but I've had like people say I don't get that time they don't allow me to have it or they can like when I come to college to do an exam or to do a, a day here they complain that I'm here so they've not been able to put the time into it because the company hasn't given it them even though you that is what is in the course it's an agreement within the course that you get so many days like free to do study days but they're just not giving it them and they just want them to work 24 7 all the time and be able to pass this course without being given the time it's not fair is it i mean you're putting the pressure on that person to do both to their maximum amount yeah. and it's never going to happen you're only human at the end some, yeah it's someone yeah it's someone else's future as well like they've knocked someone else's future and they've walked away with no qualification and it sounds like the big company doesn't care they don't care because it's not impacted them it's the person it's impacted personally and i think it knocks confidence then yeah you're just a number in that building yeah yeah it's yeah, a shame what would you Definitely. say david the ratio from male to female that complete apprenticeships in the in the lift industry i honestly would not have a clue to be honest jody over to you what would you say is I wouldn't know figures wise, but I'd definitely say there's more males because obviously you got, you know, you typically your engineers, you know, you always looked at as a male, like a mechanic, like anything, you always think of a male. But I definitely see more women coming into the industry, whether it be an engineer or whether it be someone in the admin or the accounts department. I definitely think it's it's getting bigger within, you know, you're not just seeing women in the office, it is getting there. It's definitely growing slowly, but it's definitely growing. Yeah. What advice would you give an apprentice in 2024? Stick to it. It might be hard and it might seem, you know, when we, you're normally quite young in an apprenticeship and you might think, oh, it's not, you know, I'd rather be going to do this. and I'd rather be doing that. And I just want to earn the money, but stick to it because it's worth it. It'll give you a goal. It will give you a pathway and you'll walk away with a qualification. You can do whatever you want with that then. Just do something that, you know, it can give, can open up pathways to you. David, if you could go back, would you do an apprenticeship course? Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, um, obviously, everyone would love to go back and do do better for themselves. Like, I'd definitely stick down more at school and maybe go to a... Because, to be honest, I, I feel like I wasted three years in college, to be honest. So I'd rather done an apprenticeship and learned a trade a lot a lot sooner and um who knows what would have happened i could have had my own business by now you know what i mean you can't print at the future 
to when you when you're back then. I'm, I was just a bit young and stupid, to be honest. But I would, I would I'd definitely do an, an apprenticeship if uh, if I was young again, definitely. Well, you definitely sound like you're in the perfect job now, and it's like really suiting you, and you're really enjoying it, and you got a good yeah good time ahead. Jody, over to you. Have you seen anything unexpected along your journey? As in like what we physically say or as in just the whole journey, like unexpected. Oh, I'd like to know both. Both if possible. <laughs> um show yourself in the foot there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't go into the lift pits as such. Like I don't really have because some of the sites are, are far away. Like you could go as far as Edinburgh, Isle of Wight. Like mm. so I don't I'm not physically there, but with the admin, obviously, I send a lot of stuff and a photo. I'll ring them sometimes and be like, are you serious? Like, is that actually there? Like, I really feel for them, like, getting into that space and seeing what they see. Because I, I couldn't imagine, like, you know, getting in there and the smell and the look of it. Like, mm. I take my hat off to them. Like, they do an amazing... Like, you look at the before and afters, they do an amazing job because a lot of people wouldn't do what they do a lot yeah I can imagine I can imagine it's the dumb waiters like you say in the restaurants like that's what took me by surprise because some of these places I, I've eaten in or I still you know what I, I ate in and it's really made me think like oh oh gosh like look at it like that's what my food's moving about in it's definitely opened my eyes to like the standards behind stuff I don't know the answer to this. You'll probably know. But if someone comes in to do a health and safety report, do they lift? Do they take the lift up and look in the lift pit? Is that part of their checks? Yes. Yeah, so we've had uh, restaurants that have emailed us saying, I need an emergency pit clean because we cannot open and cannot do what we're meant to do until this lift is to a standard. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that, at least that makes me feel better. I didn't assume that someone would come in and check the underneath of yeah. the lift. <laughs> no, they they should they should check it all. Everything should be checked and everything should be to a standard. Got you. Okay. So then what about your whole journey overall? Um it's been up like like what do you say? It's been up really up and down, like roller coaster. We started, I kind of got thrown in because I didn't really know much about anything of it really I've, I've done the lift side of stuff but the cleaning side of it I've never really done it so there's just been there's been a lot to be to be fair like obviously we we had more people on board to start with then we kind of had to it's learning the way around it and learning what's right and what's wrong I think that was the that's what's surprised me the most and how we can navigate ourselves around around the good and the bad. I think it's it's taught us a lot, hasn't it? It's definitely a journey that obviously you didn't expect, but you're loving what you're doing right now. So yeah. it's nice that you've you've got here 100%. and you're loving it. Yeah, and I, I like I like everyone at work. We like the team's good. Like everything, I think everything just fits at the minute. It just works. yeah, we've got really good vibe. Yeah, really good vibe. So as you're you mentioned that you're looking to grow, if if there's young adults listening to this right now um, and they want to reach out to you, um, what's the, the best way? Are you 
taking on anyone at the moment are you open to options in uh, regards to like training and so at the moment right now we're not looking for anybody okay but it's definitely something that we you know people need to keep their eyes open for because it won't we're hoping it won't be too long until we're we're seeking more people the work's coming in we've got some very very well-known and very big contractors that have now approved us on their list so we're hoping as soon as that work starts flooding in we're going to get to a point where we just we need you know one or two even three people buy more vans and just get a proper full team and a fleet out there so it's definitely worth keeping an eye out obviously linkedin all social media we always post our things don't we mm -hmm. so it's definitely worth keeping an eye out for perfect Coming in, I want to know your best lift stories. I mean, I've seen pigeon poo on this answer. I need to, I need to know details. Pigeon poo is that all we've given you so far? Yeah. <laughs> right. What do we talk about first then? So I was on a job last week. I was in a lift pit. Uh, it was about three foot wide and about six foot deep. And I removed 21 bin bags worth of waste out of there. How? <laughs> That's even fit. Sorry, sorry, no, 21, 21 bin bags and two big sheets of tarpaulin for some reason. I'm assuming that's just um, that's dropped down and stuff. It's just a, it, it's a, it was an outdoor goods lift. I um I climbed into the lift and I thought I was surfing. That's how much rubbish was in there. And I really I got about three hours into the clean and I really doubted myself whether there was concrete on the floor or not. And then eventually I found it and that gave me some hope that I was gonna that I was gonna live. <laughs> Jesus. So that's 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 one of them. Um, we did a dumbwaiter at a fast food restaurant in London. Me and my friend decided to see if the lift was working before we started um, before we started cleaning the lift. We sent the lift down and it comes straight back up. And I was like, oh, that's strange. And then um, we went down to the the pit area, and there was about three foot of chicken skin. Fried chicken skin on the floor. That's why the lift was coming back up. Because it, it must have hit the buffer and then thought, nope. And then worked it way back up. And that was about 15 bin bags full of full of fried chicken skin. That was a fun one. How does that even um, happen? What else and how does that happen? Just years of neglect, I'm guessing. And obviously, if they're they didn't have any doors on the front of their dumb. So usually on a dumb wire, we'll have doors, and then the actual lift car will have doors as well. But the actual lift car didn't have any doors. I'm guessing. So I'm guessing anything they've just. Well, if I was going to wipe out a lift, they they must not want to get it on the floor. So they're just like doing it down into the lift pit. I'm guessing. So that was a fun one. Um, should we talk about Pigeon Hotel? So I was at a hotel down in Brighton. Uh, we it was a it was a goods lift slash dumbwaiter, um, and the top of this dumbwaiter was black, and there was 
a pigeon on there and it looked like someone had added for the dinner and licked the bones clean and then put it back on there. That's how long it had been there. Um, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a man with a strong stomach, and I disturbed something on there, and it and it nearly got me. It nearly got me the first time in five years of of dealing. Like you need to think, my old job I was working with grease rather than industrial grease. I was working with cooking grease and oil. Mm. So yeah, that got me, and then <laughs> and then I did the lift pit area. There was a dead pigeon in there. And then as I was, I thought I was nearly done, I bent down to clean under the counterweight area and there was another one staring at me. <laughs> like the, the surprise pigeon. <laughs> I'm guessing that's why it's called the Pigeon Hotel. The Pigeon Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> that's, sounds that's like something off our, to us anyway. It sounds like yeah, something off a celebrity. But, yeah, that's just that's just scratching the surface of what we do really. There's some good stuff. Well, me and me. Me and my friend did a care home up north, and the the pit had a, a nice little garden feature, as in like a nice little water feature you get in someone's garden. We uh we we started backing up the the water on the floor, but then we saw it was just trickling. It, yeah trickling out of this little hole in the pit floor. It looked like a garden feature. It should have just got a nice um bit of moss or uh, <laughs> a like a, a few roses and a gnome, and it looked right at home. <laughs> But we're unfazed. We 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 carry on. <laughs> well, thanks to you guys, these lifts carry on different. running, right? So yeah, thanks to you guys. We've had we've had jobs where we've been to where engineers have refused to do their work until hygiene gets completed on the lift as well, haven't we? Yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah. Just so they can just so they can see what what they're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's incredible, really. Thank you for sharing those stories. Not a problem. So we love to end each podcast in tradition. Um, and as there's two of you on today's show, we want to know who both of you would love to be stuck in a lift with. But Jody, let's go first with you. Who would you want to be stuck in a lift with? It's going to have to be Tom Hardy, isn't it? Let's face it. Like, he's nice to look at. I wouldn't mind being stuck in a lift with him for a bit. You know, yeah. I couldn't think of anything, you know. I wouldn't mind it. I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> Was are we going just for looks, or have you got like a favourite film? Or no, you know I really like the fact that he's a. I'm a massive, massive animal lover, and he loves animals, and he does a lot with dogs. And like, obviously, I follow him on socials. Obviously, I do. <laughs> but but the six pack definitely helps. <laughs> <laughs> But I love the fact that he like he's into rehoming and he goes to like a lot of local places for like the, the dogs and the shells and I love that. I think it just shows a, like a nice a nice person, a good heart. I like that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds like you stalk him. How how much information do you know? Listen, I you know, see the odd thing here and there. <laughs> oh, okay. Just in case you need to give him a warning that he has a stalker. Just just in case. <laughs> what well, might bump into him? Like, you never know. Well, you, never know. <laughs> you never know. Okay, over to you, Dave. Well, mine's a man as well. <laughs> okay, perfect. Be married, but mine, but my um, mine would probably be Charlie Simpson because he's just a gorgeous specimen. <laughs> Is this the busted guy? Well. Like my um, yeah, my so my Charlie Simpson obsession started when. 
my wife, um, just before we got married, we went to go and see Busted in Birmingham. And um, he did The Masked Singer before that as well. And then I got I really got into his... He, he had a hard rock band called Fightstar. And they've announced that they're touring next year. They're, just, they're doing a, a one-off show at Wembley. And I'm like, I'm going just for Charlie. <laughs> or if not, Matty Healy as well. He's a, he's a bang. We're going, to, we're, going got to see a, Matt, um, we're going to see Matty on in February. So, have you got a Charlie poster in your in your kitchen or in your? <laughs> no, but my um, have you have you seen have you seen have you seen them cheesy like Rick Astley t-shirts you can get, like yep. where it's got like an eighties font and it's got his face on it. Well, You've my um, my, my my girlfriend, well girlfriend, my wife um, bought me a Charlie Simpson one for Christmas. I'll um I'll take a photo of it when I go home. I'll get it on the LinkedIn and show you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, once it airs, we're gonna be sending you some merch for the show. So if you can wear that T-shirt and take a photo of our merch, that'd be great. I think that'd be perfect for LinkedIn. Oh yeah, I'll definitely sort that. We'll get the Charlie Simpson T-shirt sorted. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Stuck in a Lift today. It's been a pleasure talking to both of you and learning what you guys do. Um, I want to join you one day and just come out and just hang out in lifts with you because I want to see this uh, face to face. So you are, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Just bring a mask, bring some heavy duty gloves, and uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to join us. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Thank guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and or give us a follow and let us know what you thought of our latest episode. See you in two weeks. Bye for now.